Uh, hey, patrons, a little secret message for you here. Thanks so much for supporting the show. I couldn't do it without your support, as I always say. I really appreciate it. And, yeah, right now, I'm, I, I forgot. I'm going to have to get some room tone here. So I'm going to take a break from you, patrons, and say thanks. And what it means is I'm just going to be si- sit here silent for about uh, 30 seconds so we can use, like, a... Uh, we use this kind of expensive uh, noise uh, plug-in to get rid of any ambient noise, mostly electronic noise, like from the amplification, but uh, also could be in room noise. And the best way to do that is just get to get a sample of it, and then the plug-in that we use uh, uh, can do that. Uh, and that's what me, Posty, Carl, and I all have. We we all like uh, bought our plug-ins, kind of. We planned out our plugins. Part part of it joining Feral too. They they have like uh, really helped us increase some of the audio standards. And none of that would be possible, or would would have been able to pay for the editors that edit the show or buy uh, nice uh, pl- audio plugins without your help. So thanks. And uh, I'm gonna get some room tone. Maybe I'll re- re- leave the room tone in for you too. But no, that because this will be on a release. Thanks so much. Uh, hey, are you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble with getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep? Well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights, and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to do is create a safe place where you could set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's uh, thoughts. Uh, feelings, uh, physical sensations, uh, emotions, uh, noise, uh, travel, something you're dealing with uh, temporary or something that's been going on for a while, something from the distant past or something you're thinking about for the future. Uh, whatever scheme you wake, I'd like to take your mind off that. The way I'm going to do it, like I said, I'm going to create a safe place where I hope you feel welcome. I'm going to use lulling, soothing, creaky dulcet tones. Uh, meanderware, which is a, like it enables my powers of meandering, and it's also like feels oh so good. So it puts me comfort, but makes me relax and helps me meander. So I'm gonna send my voice across the deep dark night. I think I said that, and, and basically uh, try to take your mind, try to put you at ease, uh, uh, but with like a kind of rambling distraction, part, part bedtime story. Uh, like, uh, but, but like a part of like a late night phone call where you're talking nonsense to your friend or your partner or whatever, and kind of, kind of by a little bit like a dream, not too much like a dream. Uh, so if you're new here, uh, that's kind of what the podcast is like. The structure of the show, uh, we got five minutes of business at the top, which you probably just heard five or six minutes and. That's critical, you know, supporting the sponsors and supporting the show is critical to keeping the show free and the archives free. So hearing that part, if you're a regular listener, is really important. If you're new, you could kind of skip it, skip it if you need to. And then we have an intro, which we're in the middle of uh, or at the beginning of. Those are about 12 to 14 minutes. Kind of a show within a show where you could ease into the podcast or if you're new, get an idea to it uh, you could use it to get ready for bed, or some people like like the intro so much this is where they fall asleep. Uh, but it's to say, hey, I'm glad you're here. That's what I say at the end of every intro. Spoiler alert. Yeah, but the reason I say it is because I'm serious, like serious, because I've been there to like uh, 
like I've, I've always had trouble sleeping on and off and some periods of really intense uh, sleeplessness and some bad habits to avoid having trouble falling asleep. Uh, so I, didn't, I know what it's like. I don't know exactly what you're dealing with, uh, but I hope I can help. And here's the way I help. Uh, it's a podcast uh, that you can listen to as opposed to like whatever the internal uh, dialogue or thoughts or uh, physical or emotions you might be focusing on. Instead, just to take a listen to my voice. I'm going to be here to keep you company. But I'm going to be here to keep you company so much that you don't like it. I don't really need your attention. I don't let, like, I, I want to be your companion and take your attention off of what's ever bugging you. But, but like, in a non-needy way where you could just say, well, wow, this is here for me uh, to put me asleep. Kind of like a gift. Uh, so you can stop listening or drift off or ideally just slide through my fingers whenever you need to. So it's a podcast that you can kind of listen to. You know, they get that active listening is big, but this is, and then there's passive listening. And this podcast, I call it reflective listening, because at some point, ideally, like uh, your eardrums are just reflecting my sound waves or whatever. And your brain saying, well, this is like, do not compute. And then I guess this kind of point I've made clear, it's a sleep podcast, but it's more of like a, like a, a, a friend telling you a story podcast. Uh, so it's not a sleep solution. I call it a sleep offering. It's out there to help you fall asleep. It works for some people. doesn't work for everybody. Uh, you can try it because I hope it works for you. But you shouldn't feel any pressure that you're supposed to use it one way or it's supposed to work or it's supposed to put you to sleep. It's just kind of like there to be your companion. Uh, ideally, I'm your companion as you cross over the threshold from wake to sleep. Uh, or if you're a listener that wakes up in the middle of the night, that uh, I can ease you back into bed. Or if you're a listener that likes to have uh, something going all night long, uh, I'm there for you. Or if you're like some people I hear from, like me, sometimes, like, you might even have trouble falling asleep or the pressure of being able to fall asleep. That's pretty intense. I'll be here the whole time. I'll be here for an hour. I'm here three times a week. Uh, the shows come out Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday uh, to kind of help you fall asleep when you need it. Uh, and as long as you need it for an hour or, or there's like 530, some 40s, 50, some old episodes for you to listen to. And the term the listeners use is his boyfriend, because I'm kind of like your your friend in the deep, dark night. So this is about the structure of the podcast. Usually I try to come up with some sort of witty metaphor about the podcast here. But I guess, like, uh, I'm trying to think. I'm really feeling chill. And uh, hopefully that's kind of the mood, I, I, like, uh, that I can put you in. Like, that you can just kick back and chill out and say, okay, well, this isn't so bad, uh, like, uh, like, uh, I don't know if it's like a verbal back rub because that's a lot, like, uh, that's, that could be a lot of work and that probably wake you up. You say, well, she said, uh, yeah, can you go down there? Can you go down there? This is, uh, so I guess that's not, I'm trying to, I'm right now I'm doing metaphor testing. So verbal back rub, isn't it? I'm trying to think what, what else, uh, what else is on my mind? Well, if you're new, I guess one thing that's on my mind sometimes when I make this show is a weird, uh, a symbiotic relationship, like putting you to sleep, it, it, like uh, helps, uh, m like uh, 
Like, uh, knowing that I'm here to put you to sleep kind of puts me in a, in a state where I'm calm. Maybe it's more of a sympathetic thing, you know, because, like, a lot of times, uh, I don't know if, if other people can relate to this, but you feel, like, uh, critical or judgmental. And even making a sleep podcast, there's a lot of times I got to stop and say, hey, let's just uh, take it easier here. We make the podcast that puts people to sleep. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect when, when part of me is like that, like, oh boy, or, or something like that, or oh, uh, like, uh, like, okay, well, what, what do, we, do we have the lulling, soothing tones? Well, mostly, like a nice, uh, slow, even pace, yeah. Are we doing our best to make people feel welcome, being a little bit vulnerable? For me, that just means kind of being myself, which is kind of a goofball. And like, are we moving forward with the intention of Jesus? Like, uh, I hope this makes one person out there feel less alone. And I don't even know how to define that, but I know what it feels like. Even when I say it, I think you can feel it. Like, uh, I think deep down, one of the goals of this show is to make you feel less alone. And maybe just in the way that there's a lot of other people that listen to this podcast that are having trouble falling asleep, uh, too. And that I've been through that, uh, and that, hey, I'm going to make this thing and see it. When I started the show, I was like, well, I think I got this idea for this podcast. And I know, like, I would want something like that to make me feel like that's what I used to listen to the radio. Because uh, in the deep, dark night, you can feel pretty lonely sometimes, even when the situation is someone's right there next to you. Because you're still awake, and, and it, things get a little bit strange, like, after... You know, when, when you're like, well, I got to go to work tomorrow. You know, I think you know what I mean. So I don't know. I think that's one of the things with this show is it, it, like, uh, I don't know. I, I guess like uh, that's that's what I want to cultivate. And I guess in some way make you feel less alone in a fun way where it says, hey, this is this show's a little bit. Uh, it can be serious, but most of the part, it's a little bit nonsensical and goofy. Because uh, my main job isn't to uh, change anything or to teach anything. I mean, maybe some of those things maybe happen unintentionally or, you know, indirectly. My main job is just to keep you company. But the kind of company I keep or, or that I strive for here is uh, the kind where it's so friendly and so at ease uh, that you say, well, you, like, I don't, like, I don't even have to keep listening to you. I could just drift off. Uh, and I think some of us have had those relationships where someone will talk you right to sleep. Uh, and, but, but you know, it's not really realistic, you know, when your partner or your your person, your person in your life, you know, they have to go to work too or they've got a lot of stuff going on and, or they're really tired. So I guess this is like a proxy of that, if, if you don't mind me using a word that I'm not even sure I'm using properly. So I don't know if you're new or you've been here a long time, but 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 and I know I can't succeed every time, but I hope you feel welcome, and give the show a few tries. My, you know my voice, my style, my tone—it's all a little bit different, and it doesn't make a little a lot of sense because I said, I mean, when I made the show, I was like, well, I don't know about the sleep stuff. Uh, I want something that's a little like this is what. Uh, let me try this. Let me try to make this and see how it goes. So what was my point? So so give it a few tries. So like a lot of reviews say, hey, like took the second or third try and now I fall asleep every time. Or I don't fall. You know, everybody has a different story. But 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 what brings us together is uh, 
that were baffled sometimes by this sleep thing. And for some people, they just listen to podcasts a couple times. You know, maybe they got an exam coming up or a job interview. And there's been people that have been listening since episode one. And I appreciate all of you. And when I say this, I say it to everyone. Uh, I'm glad you're here. And I really hope, I really yearn, I work very hard, and I strive to help you fall asleep. So thanks so much for coming by. We're going to move on here with the show. But, but I hope maybe that captures kind of uh, uh, what I'm trying to do. Thanks. Uh, hey, everybody, it's time for a Trending Twitter Tuesday episode. And uh, it was, uh, I guess, I Twitter, Twitter, Twitter trends here in front of me. And I guess I'll pay, have to pick out between them. But I was thinking of something I, we hadn't talked about in a while. Uh, the great Morley Safer, who, uh, who, who, who used to be like a partner, you know, we, we were part, um, unofficially we were partners in, in uh, investigation. And we had a lot of good times. And I miss Morley greatly. And there's some older episodes in the archives. I don't even know how they're labeled, but, uh, like, more, like, I try to give you the briefest version of how I came to work with Morally Safer. Now, the more, you know, anyone that knows Morally Safer is maybe saying, uh, this is, simply isn't true. And it could be that, like, I'll acknowledge those things right up front. Uh, like, here's the two possibilities when I explain to you how I first met Morally Safer that I met Morally Safer and we continued to have adventures in, um, investigative journalism in action, like with a lot of action. Or I met a man I miss, I, I assumed was morally safer, and he humored me. And, and, but again, uh, he, he, I called him morally safer and uh, morally, and we tried to, I wanted to open up a, like, a, like an investigation thing, morally and morally. And he didn't like that. So that makes me say, well, if he has an opinion, if he was just humoring me, he would have said yes to the, like everything I said. Like, can we be roommates? Well, I'm married. And no. Uh, so, so, like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, that kind of puts a hole in that argument possibly. But I can see how it could be raised. And, uh, and you could say there's more than one morally safer. I mean, to that, my heart would shed tears because to me, there is only one. Uh, he had sweet, dulcet tones, and, and, and whatever. I, lo- I love Morley Safer, and I let some time pass, but I've been thinking about uh, Morley a lot lately because, like, uh, it wasn't long ago, a couple of years ago, that we were on a case, and I, like, wanted to tell you. Oh, first I was going to tell everybody that's new uh, how I met Morley. Yeah, the details are in the episode, but basically I was at a performance of uh, one of my father's musicals at his retirement community in Florida, and I'd already seen it, like, uh, sorry, Dad, but I'd seen it a few times. This was years ago, a couple of years ago, and I looked across the room uh, at a, like, a moment when my dad wasn't on stage, you know, like a, some sort of exposition. There wasn't even singing going on. This was a performance of the Broadway classic MAME, M-A-M-E. But I looked across the room and I locked eyes with a man I was sure was morally safer. And then I, uh, like, made sure we ran into each other. Like, I, I actually tried to tie, I think I tried to tie my shoe in front of him. And then we, uh, our first adventure kind of was, like, you should listen to it maybe and fall asleep to it. But we uh, helped his brother 
this was in Florida, so I had great ideas for, for you know, busting water barons and and whatever. But fate had other plans for us, which was, uh, I don't know if we had any other cases, but the, the last case that I publicly shared was, uh, like, uh, it was an attempt by Plutonians, uh, which this has all been covered up very, like, uh, very, very, very well. Uh, and I think there was a, like the, the egg coloring barons, the barons that control the egg coloring business. Uh, I don't know how they were involved with Pluto, but somehow they, the Pluto wanted to mess with our moon. I don't really, even though it's on the case, I was, you know, I was in, in, involved, but morally and I cracked that case and there may be other cases, but this was another case when I was in Florida, uh, you know, years ago, back when, uh, like Morley, as I t- talked about before, I would call him and he would say, who is this? Uh, and he would, al- like, he would always ask, uh, you know, for other, he, he also, he called me Derek, like, uh, so he'd say, who is this? I'd say, it's Scoots. Uh, I got, I got a, I got a hot tip. Uh, and he'd say, I'm sorry, who, whom? I think he would use proper English, uh. And then you say, do you know any scoots? I say, Drew, Drew, the guy at the sleep podcast. And they say, okay. He said, does it anything like, you know, he'd list the, the great podcast. And, you know, he'd say, uh, you know, like, like, he'd say, like, okay, is it like a criminal or uh, 99% invisible? Or Alice isn't on, you know, Alice at the, the farm, the Night Vale Alice Farm one. I mean, he he said it much more clearly than that. Or he said, "What about uh, Harm? Is it, you work? Do you work on Harmontown?" I said, "No, no, no, Morley. It's your buddy." And he said, I don't, "And then I then I like I knew he wa- he knew who Derek was." And they'd be like, "Hold on, I actually I'm just I'm Derek's assistant." And then he'd say, "Derek, oh holy cow, we were just talking about Derek." Uh, like, uh, and then he'd say, "Put Derek on the phone." And I think he was messing with me because he wouldn't even really change my voice. I'd be like, hey, are you morally? I, I guess I would feel more comf- confident being Derek, knowing Morley wanted to talk to me. So maybe it was that's how brilliant he was. I'd say, hey, Morley, it's Derek. What's up? And he'd say, not much. He goes, who's that goofball you got working for you? And i say, I don't know. So, so he goes, don't worry. I'm working on that. He's just a kid. And Morley said, he sounds like he's like in his 40s, uh, but he, and I said, he, don't worry, Morley, I'm on it. And then we would share niceties. And some reason, I guess, like, like uh, this is more revealing about me. I really, like, and I, like, when I'm a regular human just being myself, I really have trouble operating as a human being. And we've talked about this on the show, but I think I can be a human being through, through the method acting process because I really don't have any skills on making small talk. And again, I would attribute this to brilliance morally safer in that, uh, like, if I was Derek, Derek's great at small talk. Like, I wouldn't even know what to ask morally. But Derek did. He'd say, morally, uh, blah, 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 blue. And 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 so, but anyway, so I said, morally, I'm going to be in town. You know, we got to catch up. We got to hang. And he said, which town? I said, oh, Florida. I, I want to meet you in Florida. I got, I got something. I said, I got some, some things I've been thinking about here. And he said, really? And I said, yeah, I've, I've been thinking about all our cases are, have been in the past have been related to Easter. 
And, you know, Easter is this colorful pastel season, but I got, I got a case of the blues. And he said, oh, no, Derek, what's wrong? And they said, no, no, our case is related to the color blue. And he said, really? And I, he said, it sounds great. When, you know, when, let me pick you up. Uh, and I'll skip to, you know, the real boring parts of me getting to Florida and then meeting up with Morley and then him, him and like, uh, and then me, like, I guess even my physical things change when I'm Derek. So then having to like become Derek so Morley would recognize me. And then my issues with, geez, I think I look the same. How come, like, why can't, you more, why can't I and more, why do I have to be Derek? Uh, this is what I'd say in the bathroom, in the stall, like, uh, like standing, like in the stall, trying to figure out, like, compose Derek. Uh, why can't you just like me? I want to hang, like, uh, and then, Derek, you know, Derek's not a, unfortunately, Derek's not a facet of my personality where he'd say, just be, you know, like, that would have been useful. Just pull it together, Scoots. Uh, like, Derek is just, I just really let Morley call me Derek, and it does something. Like, it's method, uh, method delusion more than method acting, which is uh, pretty much how this whole podcast runs. Uh, but, uh, oh, boy. Uh, if any clinicians are listening, you know, don't worry about this part. It's all, this is fiction, this is fictional, or journalists, uh, like, uh, or little children, you know, dream big. One day, you could hang with your favorite, uh, you know, your favorite. Like, if you want to hang with whether it's Al Franken or Kennedy, Cruz, Cornyn, whatever, Clapper, whoever, whichever figure, public figure that happens to be catching trends, uh, maybe one day they could, you know. I think it's the best of both worlds. In case, especially in a politician, like Morley, you know, I, I would have liked him to know who I am. But I guess in a political sense, you know, then you'd be covered both ways because they wouldn't even be able to get a hold of you if they needed something. In this case, Morley just wanted to hang, like hanging with Derek was enough. Uh, though I honestly suspect he's such a kind-hearted person that uh, what he was really doing was just... Uh, like uh, giving me the gift of Derek, uh, my internal Derek. And we were in sun, su- Southern Florida on this case. And uh, so Morley and I, we got we got moving and, and like we we're in a car. And he said, so what's the case? And I said, Morley, you got a smartphone, right? And, and, and then we taught, you know, we, we, he gave me his philo- personal philosophy, which will remain private on smartphones. I said, are you familiar with blue light? Uh, and he said, the blue light special. I said, well, that's part of it, Morley. That is part of it. I said, but there's this uh, blue light that comes out of electronic devices. And as someone uh, who works very, like, uh, like tangentially in the sleep business, uh, it's not good for your sleep. Again, I don't know exactly what it does. I think it wakes your brain up, basically, makes you think you're looking at the sun, and it's one of these things that's been messing people's sleep up. And remember, this was a few years ago. So when you hear this, uh, like uh, Apple was working on uh, Night Shift and all these other, like uh, Flux and all these things, they were just getting getting attention. And Morley, you know, he he's like, okay. So he goes, I understand. He goes, so we got all these devices and not only is it a temptation to use them at bedtime, but it's also uh, damaging at bedtime because of the, the, the light. And I said, exactly. 
And then he talked about his trusty book and how he never brings a book, or he always brings a book. Uh, and he pulled his book out of his bag, and then he started reading. And then he was joking, though. He said, don't worry, Derek, I'm listening. He goes, I was just going to do it. And I said, okay, Morley. And he said, what's the case part of this? What's the mystery? And I said, how's this for a dose of Monday motivation, Morley? And he said, today's is Tuesday, Derek. And I said, no, no, my Monday motivation yesterday, I was thinking about all the blue lights they're getting into these phones. And I was thinking about it. And if you looked at it, I go, I'm no, I don't have any, I don't know how to map anything or graph anything. But I think if you looked at a graph of the rise of blue light in devices or devices that distribute blue lights, it will correspond in the reverse uh, to the downfall of the blue light special in the K- in Kmart. And Morley said, "You really?" And he goes, uh, "He goes, are you sure it isn't like uh, he goes? You're just not finding something about causation bias or so." He said, "Morley." You don't call me, ca- I'm not causally biased. I love all causeways. Uh, actually, no, I don't. I, I don't ca- aren't causeways damaging because they block, uh, I like causeways that water can flow underneath. And I don't know about enough about it. I said, yeah, I love all causeways because you're on your way someplace wet, uh, right? And that was the silence that greeted me. And Morty said, Derek, uh, what's the big deal? And I said, it's suspicious is the big deal. I said, how do you think they're getting the blue? And they said, he, he said the blue lights from the Kmart into the devices. It's it's um, it's got to be. Uh, he said it's, it could be the. I said I don't know about light barons because light bulbs are so cheap. Uh, so it's probably not a baroning business. But I said so. It probably is the blue, like someone like our old nemesis, nemesi, the Plutonians. And Morley shook his head and he said, "Okay, Derek." Uh, and he said, if you called everybody, you know, the rest of the team. And I said, they don't take my call. They only take your calls. You know, Glenn Greenwald and, and Eddie Snowden, Leslie, you know, none of them I'm allowed to call that. Even Glenn Greenwald, he, I, for some reason he doesn't. He says, uh, I've tried everything. Double, he definitely doesn't like double G. And sometimes I even say good, 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 because I get nervous when I'm on a conference call with him. Like, because uh, I don't know, he's got like the six cents for conference calls. Because uh, I've been on a few with Morley, and uh, I just don't say anything. They be- it beeps. I don't. I don't beep in. And then Glenn, he's always like, "Is someone else on this call?" And then he always says, "I can hear you." And they say, "Good, good, good, good." And he says, "Is that Derek?" And I say, "It is." And he says, okay, Derek, he goes, call in in five more minutes. Uh, and then one day, this is not the most honest behavior, especially when you're with Morley. But this was this is another situation. But those are essential members of the team. You know, w- w- their opinions on me notwithstanding, they're essential uh, members of the team for, for the final part, not the investigation. That's just Morley and Borley. Together again, then I started singing like songs like that, and Morley took a nap, and uh, I, I started to think he's right. Like uh, my, I got carried away with my Monday motivation, and I don't know why. Like I only picked Florida, and, I, and then I said, okay, well, let me find where there's some Kmart. So I started looking for Kmart's, and 
I, I found one not that far, and I pulled in. And, like, uh, I, I, like Morley's still napping. And I said, okay, it's better, like, if he does, he's a celebrity, where I, I obviously I'm not. So I left, it, like, the keys and, you know, left the AC on, parked in the shade, put the windows down, left a note. I said, Morley, key, you know, whatever, like, uh, don't go eating lunch without me. That was double underlined. And not that he would... But sometimes when I'm not in full Derek, I think he catches some scoots low self-esteem. And they says, well, I think I'll go eat. Uh, and they say, Morley, how did And they said, I'll be in Kmart, you know. And I'll check if they have the Kmart cafe or what, Kmart, Kmart restaurants. And, of course, when I travel, like when I'm in Morley and Borley mode, Derek Borley and Morley Safer, right? Morley and Borley. Made up a last name for Derek, uh, but I haven't like that's as far as it goes with Derek uh, that I know about. There are times, you know, where I I think it, sometimes I go traveling, but uh, I don't know where Derek takes me. But so the, this case, when I Derek, when I do travel as Derek, I to travel with some clipboards because uh, I've learned from movies that that's an essential part of being, you know, of trick tri- tri- trickster action, trickster activity. And then I, like, I, like, I was dressed reasonably. Uh, and so then I got to the door and I said, Hey, welcome to Kmart. It, it, that didn't happen. No, like, another bad sign. Uh, it was a bit like a ghost town. There was, like, music playing, which was, uh, caused my teeth to feel furry. Like, I said, You got to be kidding me. And lighting in there. And I said, Finally, I headed to the front. Uh, a lot of chrome, like fluorescent and chrome and white. Uh, I don't know if they ever had like a pastel makeover, but harsh art. You would not want your picture taken in a Kmart. I tell you that much. But also, I, like I wasn't there to judge. I was there to figure out, to get to the bottom of a possible case. Uh, and then I said, "He's a manager here," and th- this was one where the, there was like a team like sitting on a booth up high. I don't know if they were like the, uh, you know, make whatever the retainment team or whatever. But someone came down. I said, "How can you help you, sir?" Unfortunately, I didn't have anything in the clipboard, so that was like a giveaway. Uh, that I noticed right as the person, they looked at my clipboard and I had my pencil poised to, to write on a, um, empty clipboard, but I just listened to someone, uh, talking about those, like when those people are collecting signatures, one of their messages is, uh, to push the clipboard into your hands. And that somehow that, and I said, I said, Oh, I'm here, uh, I'm here. I'm a consultant. I'm here. to consult. So you didn't get, you don't know I'm here. And they said, really? Yeah, I said, I'm Derek Borley. And that, get, that has an authoritative ring to it, so that immediately caught their attention. And plus the forcing, it was a gentle forcing, like, hey, take this. And they said, well, what do you want me to do? And I said, uh, and I said, that must mean my forms didn't make it. I'm here to fix an annoying, sa- I, I, my consultancy is about fixing annoying sayings. And they like I said, like, blue light special. And the the person sighed, and they said, "Really?" I said, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm gonna fix it all up." Uh, they said, "They said they they got because they tried." Remember, remember when they tried to bring them back the Blue Light Special and make it hip? And they said, "Yeah, yeah, that was a disaster." 
And I said, okay, well, don't worry. Like, we're going to take, I said, blue light special. I said, because I never, I, I, I said, like, they have blue plate specials at diners, I think, or some places. And I know, like, with uh, blue light with devices now, like, uh, the parent company, you know, they, they looked, they, they know me, Derek Morley. I'm an expert on trend. I'm an expert on trends, by the way. And I said, this, I said, no, no offense, because I know you're following corporate protocol, but I said, you don't take any selfies of yourself in here. And I said, oh, no. I said, yeah, this place is whiter than Dove. And they got to laugh with uh, a confused. And I said, you know what I'm saying? I said, like, well, you know, they said, this is very harsh, uh, harsh and uh, almost ultraviolet. But I said, you know, the the blue light specials, I said, we got to read, because that's not only an annoying saying, but it's an annoyance, blue light. Uh, and even these employees seem to be resigned that, uh, like, uh, that the ship was slowly descending. But I said, don't worry. Uh, and I said, the first thing I'm going to need to see is some blue lights, though. I said, like, uh, I remember that technology as a boy, the blue light on a, Paul, he said, to be honest, uh, like, I don't know if I knew what a blue light special was. My assumption was you went somewhere and you turned the blue light on, and that meant there was, like, a special. Would the blue lights, because it like, almost like a treasure hunt. I think that's where they uh, they had the right idea, if that's what they had. And this employee said, she said, I got to get back to work. Uh, and they said, really? And they said, well, not really. This is, like, the slowest part of the day. And they said, okay, well, I said, uh, I need I need to get your blue lights, but I got to tell you about it. I said, if you had a treasure hunt, uh, like, what about gold, like gold bucket special? And they said, well, we don't have any. And I said, yeah, I'm just pitching. Like I said, this is part of my consulting process. Yeah, but I really should be more, I should have my investigation hat on. And they said, what kind of investigation? I said, an investigation on how to get this company back on the, Back on the winning track, uh, you know, put the K back in Kmart or put the, like, like, uh, yeah, uh, put the blue, like, put the blue, blue, the special back in blue light special. I guess that's what I'm saying, but change, take out the blue light part, so make it special. And then the person said, would you, I said, Derek Borley. And then Morley came in, he said, what in the name of Hubert Humphrey? And uh, like, uh, then the manager was like, uh, is that Morley safer? And I said, it's my partner. More, but he said, uh, no, that's Mur Murray Sanders, uh, a Hubert Humphrey fan. And, and I said, okay. And she, Morley said, Derek, did you find the blue lights? And I said, no, that's where I was going next. And I said, uh, where are your, we're going to need to see your blue lights. And they said, we don't have them. Corporate picked them all up. And I said, it's even more suspicious. Uh, what do you mean, corporate victim? I said, corporate came and picked them all up. It was an edict was sent out. Uh, and we started to go through it. Morley's better at these questions. You know, okay, tell what walk me through that. Uh, but then I actually was assistant. I said, well, where, what triggered this uh, a blue light blue, blue light? Uh, and they said, yeah, blue light collection. And she said, she said, well, uh, there's just strange behavior. People were staring at the blue lights and they weren't spending money. I, I thought that's what your consultants, I said, that was probably another consultancy. Shows there wasn't a special, 
They said, did you say people were staring at the blue lights? And she, yeah, they were like entranced by the blue lights. And they say, can you describe entranced? She said, staring with the mouth open at the blue light as it spun. And I said, okay, did you have the original blue, blue lights or uh, like new LEDs? Uh, and she said, great question. She goes, it didn't matter. We had both. Uh, because, uh, you know, those old ones last forever, and then they had the new ones, but they were cheaply made, but LEDs last forever. And she said, we even had an interim one with, a, like, non-blue LEDs, but a blue cover. She goes, those were the worst. They didn't, like, uh, they just got on people's nerves. And I said, which did corporate collect? She goes, the blue ones. The other ones, they collected those. She goes, we threw those away. And I said, okay, well, uh, I, I like, uh, I said, well, I guess, so I said, okay, did people do anything different? And then morally took over. So you describe the behavior after the entrance. Did they spend more or did they spend less? Did they purchase anything? And she goes, well, she goes, that was actually, she goes, great question. Actually, yeah, the, uh, that was when we moved the blue light special to an upsell thing. Where next to the blue light special, we had similar items that were overpriced with higher margins. And she goes, that worked great until we realized that we didn't have, like, it. then they ran the numbers and they said, well, we don't have a space to do that with all our product lines. She goes, it was, uh, it seemed like it had potential. And I said, like, special, like it was special. She goes, yeah, but you, she goes, it just didn't, it wasn't working in our supply chain, didn't have premium items. And so I said, wow, this is so interesting. And Morley said, well, we got to find these blue lights. And she said, well, I can't tell you. She goes, there to, she goes, I can't tell you. And Morley said, well, I'll go make some calls. And so we stormed out a little bit. Uh, but I think that was just, and Morley said, what are we going to, I said, we'll pull around back. Uh, I still have a clipboard. And I said, Borley, you know, Borley, Morley back. He said, I told you, this is just, uh, he goes, and, uh, and so we pulled around back to the loading dock of uh, Kmart. And I said, you just follow, I said, when I get out of the car, I said, count to 30 and then follow me in it like, uh, like an, and be huffing and puffing at me. And, you know, like I'm, I, I messed up, uh. And he said, like, your assistant, Scoots. And I said, yeah, just like I pretend I'm Scoots and not Derek. And he said, you sound just like him right now. And I said, yeah, I do a great imitation of Scoots. Uh, total, total, yeah. And I said, okay. And I got out of the car and I grabbed the rental agreement. So at least I had something on my clipboard. And then I said, oh, boy, like, uh, I was I was acting like the, the March Hare or whatever, like I was late for something, and the dudes at the loading dock saw me, and they're like, "Oh well, can you can we help you?" I said, "Oh, sure." I said, oh, "But here he's right behind." Is he? I said, "Did he already get out of the car?" And they said, "Yeah, yeah." I said, he's give give me thirty seconds. Uh, there's supposedly two blue lights here that are unaccounted for, and you gotta take. It. And then Morley is coming. He said, "I did you?" He goes, "I told you." He goes, "This is the spot." He goes, "I goes, I get." He goes, "I just hope no one took the blue lights home." And then the like uh, the shipping or whatever, the, the, everybody started looking at one another. And then the shipping manager came over, and uh, Morley's like, I, "He goes, I told you." And I said, "Don't worry, sir." I go, "I go." Uh, 
I go, well, my manager, supervisor, is trying to say, said, we're missing tubal lights. And he's convinced uh, that some employees maybe took them home because they're so cool. And, like, uh, and I'm convinced that they got tucked away or they're here. And then the police shipping man, I said, the Bluetooth, I said, they put Bluetooth. I said, don't worry, RFID and Bluetooth uh, combined. So we know. They're here, but the signals are mixed up because it's like the roof of the store or something. So I said, uh, and I said, it's expensive to bring in a copter to search the area. But I said, we need those two blue lights that are missing. And uh, everyone was looking at each other, you know, just like when your teacher says, who took the, you know, who took this off my desk? And he looked around morally, and he looked at everybody. He dead-eyed everybody. He looked every single person in this department in the eye, including the manager. And he said, and I said, don't worry. I said, listen, boss, I got it. I got to go back to the car. He said, we still got 36 other Kmarts to visit. Uh, and he headed off, and I said, listen, I'm covering. I said, there's no way. I said, hey, listen, I get the idea of having a blue light in your living room school. And I got 36 other Kmarts, uh, but they're looking, I said, probably with the manager for somebody, you know, I said, so hopefully no one sold them on eBay. And I said, I'm sure somebody, like I said, I bet you that I noticed that blue lights uh, in the dumpster out there from the, the cheap LED model. But I said, the ideal situation is that the two blue lights, uh, and then someone once said, was it, it's probably Garrison or somebody, he's been homesick, uh, positive, it's him. And then I said, don't worry, I'm not here to point any fingers. And the manager said, get, get Garrison on the phone. And I said, listen, here's what you're going to do. I said, I, I said if, even if you get one out of the two, whether it's Garrison's got it or somebody else, I said, bring it over uh, to the place they sent all the other blue lights, uh, now, that's top secret. I said, I don't know. Do you know where to bring it? I said, and the manager said, well, and I said, well, I need to confirm. I can't tell you where to bring it, but I can confirm it with you. And I had my clipboard. And I said, I said, if you don't have the address, then you're really in trouble because I can't give it to you. But if you can't get the blue lights there, it, like, and he said, holy, like, and then he ran into his office. He ran back and then he gave me the address. Uh, and I said, say that again. And then I said, okay. I said, are you, are you, I said, what, what was it like? Because, you know, I'm bad at that. I transpose everything. So I wrote it down three times, uh, you know, 1189 commercial circle way or whatever. And I said, great. I said, uh, I said, well, hopefully that blue light finds its way back there. And I said, you have done your company a great service. And I got to get out. I got all these other Kmarts to go to with that, like, uh, that grouch. And somebody said, that grouch looks just like Morley Safer. I said, yeah. I said, he, he, he looks like Morley Safer, acts like Andy Roney. It's a dream come true. And they said, is he folksy? And I said, I, I, I'm not sure exactly what that means. But uh, they said, mostly he just berates me about these blue lights. Uh, and then they said, yeah, Corfer really wanted every single one. I can't believe. Uh, he said, no apologies necessary. Just make sure the blue light gets back there. And then I went out to the car, and uh, Morley just left me a note and said I walked over to, like, a nearby fast food to eat lunch. 
So then I went over there and met him, and we had some coffees. And I said, "We got," I said, "We got to the next stage in our case." Uh, and he said, "Really?" And I said, "Yeah, the warehouse with all the blue lights. Very suspicious circulate." And he said, "Well, why?" He goes, "It's just a corporate warehouse." And I said, "No, no, they would just throw them away or let the." I said, uh, "Other than nostalgia purposes, there's no reason that." I said, "I, I guess I, I, I could see. I would I, I dream of having blue lights uh, like in my uh, place." I said, "I don't think I have room for it." But I'm like, "Can you imagine the fun you could have?" Uh, but I said, no, 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 there's no way they're all collected at some. I said, think about the expense to just move all the blue lights. And I said, something's going on here. And he said, what do you think it is? I said, well, I think it's unlikely what I think, that they're somehow putting the blue lights through a machine and that somehow injects them into phones. I said, that's probably unlikely. So I'm not sure exactly what they're doing, but they're doing something. I said, it's probably the, it's the Bluetonians uh, or somebody else. Uh, so we'll wait for nightfall. We'll sneak into this warehouse. And he said, how do you propose that? And I said, don't worry. I said, we'll wait. I said, hey, Morley. I, got, I said, for once, I said, Derek's on the case. He said, oh, Derek. Uh, he goes, I still don't detect a case. I said, don't worry. And he goes, well, how are we going to get it? I said, so then we went to the corporate circle, and we parked out front, and night fell, and eventually an employee pulled up, whoever that was. I forgot the name of the employee with the blue light, and I got out of my car. I stopped the car, and, it, you know, it was a sun-bleached Honda Civic, and I said, you got the blue light? And he said, yeah. I said, I'll take it. I'm going to bring it over there myself. I'm uh, collecting them he says sorry about that he goes i said did you have fun with it he goes oh yeah he goes i put a lampshade on it and i said you're brilliant he said you can't believe i said get back to work uh, uh see you later well done you just saved everybody's jobs till the inevitable you know whatever i said keep it up uh and then we had the blue light and then morley said what's next and i said we'll go right into the he said, we'll go around back again. And I said, like, uh, I said, let me think. And he said, well, what do you think? And I said, I, I, I said, for some reason, I get, like, I get, cause I, like, I'm always working on the, uh, the podcast. And he goes, well, what's, what podcast, Derek? And I said, well, don't worry about that part morally. But I said, I always travel with an inverter. So I said, we're taken care of. And he said, what do you mean? And so then I got in the driver's seats. And the blue light was very unruly, like, because it's a giant pole, and it's not just, like, a cheap pole. It's very well made. This was the original, you know, blue light with the wheeling thing. And so then I put it, like, in the front of the car, like, we were undercover, and I plugged it into the inverter and drove around back. But all the doors were closed in the back, uh... And uh, then I said, okay. I said, uh, he said, what did you, I said, don't worry, I got a plan. And the cord was pretty long, obviously. So then I said, uh, go hide. I said, see that door there? I said, go hide behind this uh, dumpster there. And he said, what are you going to do? And I said, well, I said, I guess, uh, I said, well, there's a rental car. I said, well, we'll figure it. I said, hopefully it's not the Plutonians only. But then I left the car running, and I opened the doors, and then I, like, put the blue light special out, uh, like, uh, 
as far from the car as I could get it, shut off all the lights of the car. So there's just a lone blue light in this commercial, uh, uh, you know, loading dock area. A lot of loading docks this, uh, this time. And the blue light was spinning and spinning. And then I hit with Morley and I hit the, like, find your car, car thing. So then the car started honking and making noise. And then finally I heard the, like, roll-up door start to open. And then then I shut off the alarm. And then all it was just the sound of the, like, the wing-wing of the, the motor moving the light. And then the chattering and uh, looking around, like, just like, what, what, like, is somebody sitting in the car? So then, like, there was a tentative, like, movement, and then, like, they they started slinking. And then they, like, went down the stairs of the loading dock, and they said, let's go, Morley. And we ran into this giant industrial building, giant warehouse, actually. And we slipped around, and they said, okay, we got to hide pretty quick. Uh, this part of the plan, I was like, Morley, be honest, I haven't, and he said, don't worry, Derek. He goes, let's find the blue lights and see what's going on. And he goes, he goes, he goes I called, uh, you know, Glenn and Eddie and Leslie. So he goes, we got back, and I, he goes, I got a satellite uplink. And I said, really, satellite up? I said, does that have blue light? And he goes, uh he goes, I don't know. He goes, well, let's just get in. So then we ran it. We were running through this warehouse. And this was a scene out of a movie because very slowly as we ran out, I don't know, like, I guess Home Depot has these things, like, where you stack pallets of stuff higher and higher, like orange uh, racks. I, I don't know if that's what you call them. But as we looked at this giant warehouse, and we're talking football fields and football fields, of blue lights were in there. And I said, Morley, look around. And he said, Derek, he goes, it's full of blue. He goes, you're right, sir. It is full of blue lights. I said, it is. And he said, what do you think they're doing? And then I said, I don't know. we got to find uh, uh, someplace other than storage for this warehouse. And so we started running, and it was, like, exhausting because it was just this one long lane. And then I said, we got to hide. Uh, so then we started climbing between the racks, uh, which, you know, navigating is allowed. between. So that didn't work because you're trying to walk between blue lights and you're banging them. And at some point we heard a sound that sounded like my rental car uh, being defaced or something. It didn't sound good for my deposit, which was one of my worries. But I was more worried about my uh, uh, power inverter and all my clothes and stuff like that that were in the trunk. But whatever, I figured Glenn, you know, and Eddie would. Uh, but finally, we started looking around and then Morley said, what do you think we should do? I said, let's just hide uh you know, like the blue lights will just get down because they have these cabinets, you know, that they wheel around on. So then for a while, it was like this dark warehouse. Morley, Safer, and I are sitting on the floor of a warehouse in between blue lights, like trees all around us. And uh, we're trying to be quiet, and Morley gets the freaking giggles, which usually happens to me because then we heard the door close, and then we could hear walking. And he can't stop giggling. 
And so then I said, like, I was like, Morley, come on. I said, what are you doing? You're giggling. Like, he couldn't, like, uh, it was probably the cutest thing I've ever seen in my life was the other issue. Yeah, because he's always, uh, like, a like a very professional person. Like, it's public persona. And uh, he was, like, his eyes were streaming with, forgive, for, for, he was overcome with giggling. Like, incomprehensible giggling. And I said, more, and I was trying to use every technique. I said, tell me about the time, like, uh, you were investigating this or this. And then I even tried to, uh, like, like, uh, like, I accidentally tickled him. Like, I was trying to, like, give him a little pinch uh, on his thigh. But then I tickled him, and then he said, Sips. And he said, Morley, you're going to, like, uh, like, uh, and he said, okay, okay. And then he couldn't, again, he couldn't stop, uh, and then he said, just let me stand up. And then he, like, fell down, knocked over a bunch of blue lights. And he said, we're, to- we're toast. But right as he fell, like, this loud whirring noise stopped. So I was hopeful, like, you know, it shook him out of his reverie or whatever. He was, like, he was in a giggle fest. And this, this, whatever this noise was, it was like clear to me that it was a Plutonian device, not a human sound. Like it was like a whirring with a pulsating. And then I said, Morley, we got to find a new place to hide, uh, like, uh, that where you don't giggle. And then we heard footsteps and I said, okay, like, uh, what are we going to do? Uh, and then I was trying to find, I said, okay, maybe we go over a couple more rows because we knew. We went in and all the way to the right was where the loading docks were. So we had the whole left side of the warehouse. Uh, but as far as we had gone, like the three rows, they were all blue lights. And then right as we were about to step uh, into the next row, all the blue lights came on. And I'll tell you right now, none of them were freaking plugged in. And they all started to spin and were. And you hear the word cacophony used uh, now and again about different, you know, sounds or things. Uh, but this was a cacophony of words in this echo-like warehouse. This cacophony of spinning and whirring. And then underlined by the, like, whatever the Plutonian device I assume was. And all the lights were, you know, doing different things. And Morley and I, and I was looking in, in Morley's eyes, bathed in different spinning blue, was blue, a uniblue, but, you know, in different. And then all of a sudden, like, uh, like all of a sudden the lights became synchronous. Uh, so not only, and then it was no more cacophony, just one were of pulsating and spinning blue lights. And Morley looked at me, and then behind me, uh, it sounded like like there was shuffling, and then I looked behind me. And this was the first, I don't know if this is the first time I saw, these Plutonians were bunnies, giant Easter bunnies. And I assume it was some sort of, uh, I assume they could have been life-size Easter bunnies or employees of the Paz, you know, Monopoly, but they were standing behind me, and their fur, which I would assume was blue, was or, or was white, was getting blued, a deep dark blue, and then like a lighter faded blue, and then it would go on morally as he stared at the rabbits, and I felt them behind me, and I turned, and they would be lit by the blue, 
Then Morley's face would fall into shadow and be lit by the blue. And I stood there, and Morley's mouth opened a little bit, uh, and he said, like, he said, he said, uh, hello, uh, I would like to uh, upgrade from Earth. Uh, and they said, what do you say? And I'm like, uh, and I said, what are you doing, Morley? He said, are you from Pluto? I apologize for the last, you know, for the thing with the moon. But I'd like to help you and upgrade to a better planet. And they said, Morley, you're being upsold on being an Earthling. What are you like? Uh, like uh, and then the, the rabbits, uh, they said, uh, we'll need you to come with us. Uh, they looked like really friendly bunny rabbits, to be honest, even in the blue. And Morley said, it'd be my pleasure. And they said, well, uh, 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 I said, I guess I'll come along because uh, they weren't like, uh, I guess we didn't have anywhere to go either. And so we walked off with the rabbits. And to be honest, like, uh, it was a good time to stop because then they showed us some cots uh, inside an office that we were going to stay at. And the office had a restroom. And they said, you need to stay here for now. Well, we check in with our superiors. Yeah, but Morley didn't really talk, and the blue lights didn't stop spinning, uh, and there was no other light. It was actually, and it was very, uh, it was very calming, like the whirring and the spinning. And I was exhausted from the, our day of adventuring, so we lied down, and I was a little bit like, uh, I don't know, I tend to be good in these situations, like I say, okay, well, to be better be rested for tomorrow because you got these giant rabbits or people in rabbit suits. Got about 40 blue lights for every Kmart that ever existed and whirring noises, and uh, I would just watch it on the roof of the office, uh, those rectangular panels on the ceiling we all know so well from the drop ceilings, you know, with uh, made out of that white with little cr- cr- cracks in there. And as watching it go by in the shiny metal that outlines uh, the drop ceilings and the blinds through the office that work looked out on the warehouse and they actually had a water cooler. So the way it was lit, uh, and then the sleeping Morley who lit in blue light as I drifted off uh, to sleep. Uh, so we'll be back soon uh, with whatever happens next. Uh, thanks.